Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Top of the Table. I'm Brian Bentley, as you see, uh, the very animated Mark Villa there on your right, coming to us from a secret location in Manhattan Beach as he works on a, can we say what it is? Yeah. What? It's a, it's a pilot for a game show network that has to do with food. Cool. And uh, to your left, Sir Hank Alexander coming to us from Boston, changing the location up today. Yeah, you know, they let me out of the, uh, the attic. They figured it was safe. They didn't want is me to it, wilt. Is the dog drinking beer again? The dog is drinking beer again. It's a good dog. But, uh, you know, it's what we do here. It's all, it's all we this do. This is where one of your kids should walk by in the back with, like a, with a boot full of beer. Um, <laughs> they're, they're in the backyard doing keg stands. Oh, well. At least they know their place. Uh, Mr. Ballard is at Red Bull Arena right now. Oh, Mark's coming back. Hello. Uh, Mr. Ballard is at Red Bull Arena. He was covering the just-concluded uh, Seattle and New York game, which was a 2-2 tie. We'll talk about that Good in game. a second. And Sarah Wilson is practicing football, American football. She's playing in a game called the Blondes, Blondes versus Brunettes in Kansas City, and she is a wide receiver. I bet she there is. I know she's not. No, she's not a, no, she's not a tight <laughs> yeah, end. That's right. <laughs> what you banging on about? She does say often she's about getting that. loose in the slot, but I don't know if she's talking hockey or wow. whatever that means. Wow, that's just uh... what? <laughs> what I? Did it... <sighs> I guess this is probably the time we should thank Jeff Katz and the good people at Geek Week for letting us come on here <laughs> and sully the good name of American football, but not Sarah Wilson. Um. A couple of a couple of big stories this week. Um, let's uh, let's stick let's stick with our with our big story last week. The uh, San Jose earthquakes stomped a mud hole in Salt Lake. What Real Salt Lake last night? Five nothing. Yeah, I saw that five one. Was I, I didn't see it. I was. Or, you know, it was five nothing. I'm still scared to watch five nothing. Wondolowski with a hat trick. You gotta love Wando, man. The guy is just on fuego. Holy cow. And uh, I don't think it gets uh, any harder as FC Dallas rolls into uh, San Jose this week for the Wednesday night game, which will be on the also the uh, NBC MLS on NBC game of the week. I I predict another five nothing scoreline. That's you know, how can you bet against them right now? It's just wow, they're just doing everything right, and you know, Lenhart's even out with concussion like symptoms and. They don't need them, apparently. And, uh, it's crazy. Well, well the uh, earthquakes were here two weeks ago, and uh, it was a zero-zero scoreline with Dallas. So you got to take that as like maybe, maybe they play them close, but it's going to be at Buckshaw, and that place is just crazy go nuts. I'm sure we'll get Jonas on here next week to talk about it. Uh, let's stay back out in the West, Mister Via. Yes. As uh, an indoor game broke out at Jeldwin Field last night. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, four four goals in nine minutes. That was uh, pretty dang impressive. Um, but you know what? I think what's even more impressive, well, I don't know if that's impressive or not, um, the inability of our keeper to really keep out two penalty kicks or two free kicks that never should have gone in the net. But other yeah. than that, uh, you know, uh, we 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 didn't mark on set pieces, and that hurt us. But we still got three points, and we're happy. You know, Beckham, 
everyone's raving about the Beckham goal, and it was pretty damn good, the first one. That's from about, 30, about 35, 37 yards out. Just amazing shot. But anyone who saw anyone who was watching said, oh, here it comes. And it, for me, it was flashbacks against uh, RSL at the old uh, Utah State field a couple of years ago. Where he scored two of those. Oh, right, cycles, yeah. right. And the penalty you, kick. You leave him alone out in the middle of nowhere with nobody on him. Give him all the it, day to shoot. Yeah. He's gonna, yeah, I mean, you watch the wind. He had a good two and a half, three seconds by himself no, in space. He does that on the way to the bathroom every morning. You know, <laughs> he just lets it fly. And that's what he does. Everybody knows this. I mean, if you give the guy all the time in the world, he's going to convert. It's just stupid, but whatever. It, it fell like to him twice. Robin or his left foot. It's amazing. Yeah, like Robin in his left foot. <laughs> But it was, you know, for for Galaxy fans, it was a good game to see. All three DPs scored. You know, Beckham had two and an assist. Keane had two. Donovan had the penalty kick. Uh, it it was it was a nice scoreline. Uh, I wish it had been, uh, you know, only one goal that Portland had scored. The first one, which was a really great knock by Boyd. Yes. Uh, the other two, the other two can be hung directly on Saunders. You know, I mean, I'll be well, the second. The second, second goal was, was absolute rocket, but he's got to okay. do better than that. The second, I mean, the, it was a rocket that was deflected and Kimura converted the rebound, right? Yeah, I mean, second it literally goal. bounced off Saunders' chest. He couldn't yeah, get his arms I mean, up and around it fast enough. It was that much of a rocket, but he's got to do better than that. And the second, and the, third, the third goal from almost. 30 yards out, or almost 25 yards out on the ground, worm burner into yeah. the near side. There's no way that should have been missed. Even with the deflection, he should have been all so over. How, it. How, so, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to uh, Portland for making those goals. But, you know, it was sloppy on our end as, as well. Boyd, Boyd's first goal was was great touch. Crap marking by Junior Lopes, but, you know, oh well. How, how far until, uh, how much longer until Omar's back? Well, here's the thing. Omar, he came back two weeks ago against Philly, played the first half, did good. I mean, that man was drenched in sweat 10 minutes into the game. He obviously was not in game shape. Did we just lose Mark? Yeah. It's all right. Well, he obviously wasn't in game shape because right. like what we're talking about. But he's also buried inside of a studio. So. Knock it before he... Yeah, so Mark, every third word is coming in. He'll come back. It's all right. Maybe every thirteenth word. Yeah, he's good. He'll just he'll nice. keep running as soon as it connects. All right, it's okay. Well, let's change oh, the topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> where, where, where did I drop out? We were, ta- you were, talk- know, we were talking <laughs> about the uh, about lobes. Somebody was out of shape. Talking about lobes. Lobes. Oh, okay. Uh, we well, asked about Omar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, he, he start, played the game against Philly. Played the first half, and he picked up one knock before that game. And apparently, he's picked up a few more since. So those combined with the turf of last night at Jeldwin, and the turf in Vancouver, I don't think we're going to see him until maybe home against Chivas again at best, which would be next Saturday. Which I still don't think is going to happen. You know, uh, I thought he had a good forty-five against Philly. It was obviously, you know, he obviously was not match fit, but the signs were there that it's going to be a good, a good return. But don't need to rush it. If we don't see him the rest of the year, I'll be bummed. But I'd rather have that than him get hurt again. So, I think it's going to be at least two weeks before we see Omar 
back on the pitch. Do, do you think that's the one thing that LA needs right now is sort of some um, strength in that back four? Uh, let me re- uh, let me rephrase that. Is that the piece that puts them back to the top? Is the strength in the back four? Because the front because the front three last night no. were phenomenal. No, I think if the front three, if the three DPs can do what they did last night, maybe not to the same extent, but if they can all be in that mindset, I think that is our biggest, that is the biggest key to the turnaround. It really is. Uh, Lopez, who to me is a gaping pile of nausea, um, he's improving, but he still has these horrible moments that cost us. Um, Brian Gall is coming along. I'd rather see him start. But uh, I, I, I think Omar coming in might actually disrupt a little bit of chemistry right now. I think AJ, Sean, and Todd Donovan have learned how to play without Omar, and it might be a difficult adjustment to bring him back into the fold. I know he wasn't match fit against Philly, as I've said several times now, but there were some inconsistencies among them. Among them. Uh, when Omar was in. Omar was out of position a lot, and AJ was covering a lot. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see him come back. I think he will boost the defense. Uh, I know there won't be as many lapses, but I don't know how soon he's going to be mentally and match physically fit. So, we'll see. Yeah. Let's talk about... uh... Mark made the comment about the three DPs performing. Let's kind of keep segue on that thought of DPs as um, in a, in a <laughs> designated players, Mark. Okay. In a very minor move, uh, Julian uh, de Guzman traded from Toronto to Dallas for uh, for forward forward slash midfielder Andrew Wiedemann. Not going to make a whole lot of waves as uh, de Guzman comes here probably on a uh, half season rental. Uh, but a huge move, and I think negating any need for a third DP now in New York, as Sebastian Latou goes to New York for Jane Richards. Well, that's the six-month rental too, right? I mean, that's just yeah. for the end of the season. That, both yeah. Richards and they're both up end of the year and their contracts. But I think it's huge. I mean, now, I mean, I made the comment the other day. Um, this is like adding an extra Vulcan to the Enterprise, right? I mean, it's it's a uh, it's really kind of over the top. It's uh, I, you look at this team now, and and they played well today. But when you get a few more, uh, maybe a few more games together under their belt, and they start to develop some kind of chemistry, then it's going to be really dangerous. And the East should be should be very very concerned about New York. Oh wait, Cooper and Latou on the same team? Yes, it's like before and after. Dude, that is like some short-haired, big-schnozzed Aryan Brotherhood type stuff right there. Yeah. Wow. That is physically not attractive. Light, light brown people better beware. Wow. That, 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 that's, that's an ugly attacking force right there. They really are. Yeah. Wow. And it, but, you know, as far as football quality, I mean, the M- their their front three just got incredibly dangerous. Yes, that, is, yeah. that is that that is an impressive that is an impressive lineup. That is a formidable lineup to come up against. I I this is why I am pissed. There's not a balanced schedule. I would like to get another shot at New York this year, especially with that lineup they got now. Yeah, but here's the deal: is that uh, they have a Wednesday game at one thirty this week that Henri will not well, Henri will not play because of the heat. 
And right. then uh, next week, I think they host. Wait, wait. He's not playing because of the heat? Yeah. Not because yeah. it's on turf, because it's the heat. Uh, and I, I suspect he won't play. It's in Chicago, so it's not turf. It's grass. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's, saying, it's, it's three day not... games in a row for, for Henri, is the, I think what Brian's point right. is. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Doesn't he does he not have a set? I mean, what's the uh, everybody else is playing? Well, they, they called him out in the game, actually. It was, I think it was Alexi Lalas who called him out, said he, he knew what he was getting into coming into or it's Taylor. Yeah, that's what, he, that's well, what he signed up for. He shouldn't complain. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, you're playing in MLS, it's a summer league, it's what it is, and there's it's going to be hot. I mean, tur- turf is one thing. I'm still going to call you a bitch over it, but yeah. I'll understand it. The heat, uh uh-uh. uh, no, that's. That's that's weak. That's really weak. Wow. Yeah, I think they even called him out on the travel as well. Yep. Wow. So, well, I, mean, I can understand him not wanting to play on field turf. I really can. I mean, I hate playing on it myself, but absolutely. Like I said, I'll call you a bitch over it, but I'll give you the. But I'll, but I'll let you go with it because I understand it. Yeah. And I, you know, I, you're, you're a pro. You should still. You should still be doing it. I'm going to call you out on that, but go ahead. I understand. Yeah, it's game and it's good uh, team management. I think on on Baca's part, you want to reduce the risk to uh, Henri. You don't want yeah, him totally. where he's going to be injured. So I can totally see why he's doing it. And but and also the heat is to to some extent is that factor. But you know, come on, it's it is what it is. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's upsetting. That's if I were a Red Bull fan, I'd be pissed. But that's what I was saying in terms of being dangerous. Um, I mean, the three DPs in LA are going to play quite a bit. I mean, Beckham has some issues. Um, he'll miss some time to be an Olympics ambassador. Hopefully, hopefully not. I have a feeling that we're going to miss him when he's here in Dallas on the 28th, uh, when LA's here on the 28th. Well, the ceremonies are what, the 27th is the opening ceremonies? Yeah, he won't be in Dallas. Um, but you got to look. If this is a team that's carrying in some momentum... And you're going to lose him for, let's say, two or th- two games. I don't. I, at this point, I don't think he's committed for more than the opening ceremonies. I'm not being hypothetical, though. I'm just saying. Okay. You miss him for two games. And who was the guy? Who was the guy that played last night instead of Janino That was back playing more of a. a Sarvis. Yeah. That was Sarvis. Sarvis is a beast. Like, you get Sarvis, Janino in there, Donovan. Uh, Donovan and McGee. I think so. I think it was. I don't think Janine played. I think it was Sarvis, and he was playing more of a defensive midfielder yeah. role, which kind of allowed for that that attack up front, which I thought was a good move by uh, Arena. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I will say I watched. Uh, I recorded this game last night and watched watched it back. Um, I, I have to give high praise to the fans at Geldwin Field, to both of the teams for that the performance that they put out. And also, you know what? I love what NBC is starting to do with their broadcast. They're getting better and better and better. I really enjoy what well, I mean, I made a point. I was uh, covering the Revs game last night. I made a point of recording the, um, the, the, whatever, MB, uh, the NBC Sports broadcast because it's just top-notch. It's better than anything else we've seen. I thought ESPN did a good job today. Right. Um, but NBC Sports is... It's where it's at. I, I think it's because they've hired people through all facets of the production that care yep. about the game. I and would say shows. yes, except for the, 
the the two the two hacks that they've got uh, that that do the halftime and the opening. Um, you know, the Rob Stone wannabes, I'll call them. Yeah. One of them is Paul Burmeister. He's a football commentator, right. American right. football commentator. I don't even know the name of the other guy. He's completely unrecognizable to me. He looks like uh, one of my old fraternity brothers. But yeah. that's other than that, I, I don't know. Maybe it is him. If it's less, right. less. But, the, but the only, they only signed Arlo and, and, and Kyle. Now, I mean, those guys you know, are awesome. And then they're using and they, they use JP and JP and Brian Denseth as their is their uh is their B their team. Backup. Which is Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and I wouldn't even say B squad. Well I, I went for like Dunny only because A one and A two. And there goes your wife. Should she have a drink? Yeah, she's got a cocktail. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when people comment on the show or they're in the chat room like, Why isn't Hank drinking? <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's my beard. It's almost <laughs> We're, we're working on it, okay? I'll drink faster. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, FC Dallas got a win last night. How about them? Yeah. Who, now, who was in the lineup for you guys last uh, night? Ferreira returned uh, against Toronto. He's been playing. He had a, right. a great ball last night. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez, playing up top, had a goal uh, for us. Almost had an, another goal. Um, and he's trying to take the ball in his left foot on a great through ball from Ferreira. Uh, and actually, that was the one that Castillo, Castillo scored on the rebound for the second goal. Um, I don't think Shea doesn't look in the same form that he did last year, but the return of, of uh, VR and uh, Ferreira has worked for us. The discovery of uh, Rodriguez the last couple games, and then the addition of, yeah. I think, De Guzman. Even if it's a rental, I like it. You know, he's going to. You never know when Hernandez is going to flake out, right? I mean, so. Right. You got De Guzman there to kind of pick up the slack. I think it's a good move. I uh, and, and I hate to say it, but uh, par for the course. When Ferrer is going to get hurt again? That's, that's I don't no, want that's to see fair. it happen. That's fair. But you know, the guys. The last two years, the guy had no luck, and I hope it doesn't happen. But chances are, it's going to. So I think De Guzman is a totally good pickup. Well, they're still talking about um, bringing in another player. They were uh, they were players till the very last minute in the ju- for Justin Braun who was traded to uh, Real Salt Lake um, on Wednesday of this week. I want to talk about that in just a second. Um, I missed Say what? I missed that one. Yeah, Justin Braun traded to uh, traded to Real Salt Lake on Wednesday for, uh, I, want to say a, I want to say a pick and allocation money. I don't think there was a, a player exchange. I don't get that, man. How do you let a kid like Braun go for just allocation money well, he, he and was, a future pick? But he wasn't playing in Montreal. That's that's their fault. They don't know how to use him, and that's a damn shame because that kid's got some skills. I do, and you know what? He's also he's also performed uh, very well against uh, uh, San Jose in his career. So I think that's a tactical move by Jason Christ. Western Conference Showdown. Yeah. Very but good. That was one of the that was one of the, the comments that came out came out of the. Uh, hello there, my daughter Caroline. Hello. Hi, Caroline. Even though you can't hear us, we'll continue to talk to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're talking to you. They say hi. <laughs> um, um, but FC Dallas uh, claims that they're going to be bringing other players in. Uh, they're still trying to do it. They're still trying to find a forward. Blas Perez has been out since. Um, yeah, what's up with that? Cup qualifying had an ankle injury. Um, said it wasn't. When's he back? It wasn't a big deal. His father passed away this week, so he's returned home. Um. Hey, Brian, let's go back a step. I don't think we've had a full, we have not had our full lineup 
hour. The FC Dallas has not had their full lineup all year. Their typical starting eleven. What do you, What do you think is the problem with uh, Dakota Fanning these days? The problem with what? Breck Shea. Breck Shea. I don't like that nickname. I'm okay with the unicorn. I don't. Dude, he looks like Dakota Fanning. Come on. I can't sign on to that one. The unicorn, yes. I think the unicorn's fine. What do, you think, what do you think is the issue with the unicorn this season? I think it's frustration. I think it's a lot of frustration. Oh, okay. Frustration towards what? Towards himself? Maybe towards management? Towards coaching? Towards... Uh, peers, other players. I think, what, I think it's the. I think it's the. Think? I think it's the results on the field. And I think this is strictly my opinion. Not, um, I'm not saying that it's fact or anything. But I think he needs a. I think he needs a challenge. And I don't think this is it. Um, you don't think? Uh, I understand what you're saying, but I, I I just want clarification. You don't think what is it? You don't think being with Dallas is the challenge? You don't think MLS is the challenge? Correct. I don't think MLS is the challenge. I think I think he's I think he sees that it's ready to, that it's time to move. Right. Same trap that Eddie Johnson fell into. Same trap that Freddie Adu fell into, and Josie Altador, and those guys took them years to get their games together. And look what happened to Adu. He's back here now, and he's finally playing at the level where you think he's uh, – where we all thought he could be capable of. Same with, Ed, same and, with Eddie Johnson. Same with Eddie Johnson. But, you know, and the challenge being what it was, I mean, maybe they learned something when they were overseas, and that's what it took to come back and be a success in MLS. But you've got to go into every freaking game like it's going to be your last game. You know what I mean? Well, well, yeah. My question is, how does he expect? How does he expect to move on to Europe or to you know, or to, you know, to England, to Germany, to Europe, anywhere in the world? How does, how does he expect to move on to bigger, brighter, greener pastures if he's not performing where he's at now? Well, and I'm strictly just throwing that out there as conjecture. I'm not saying that that's what it is. Right. But let's say if that were the case, how does he not step up his game even more? I because he. I, I, I like to make fun of the unicorn. He, he's an easy mark, obviously. But the kid's got some game. He does. I don't understand his problem has been this year because he hasn't shown it at all. I just think it's it, – when you look at like with the way he started last year, they'd ask him to do everything. He started out as a, as a, as a, uh, a center back. I mean, the, and he mm-hmm. basically worked his way up and, and played forward at some points because of all the injuries. And I think this year he's been – he's had that uh, that – Midfield role, he doesn't like necessarily playing forward. It's not his forte. He likes being out on the wing. Um, and the times that he's had to play forward, um, he's been okay. Uh, I just, I, I don't, that's just my guess, is that I think that he's he's not finding a challenge or he's allowing himself to be too easily frustrated with not winning in 92 days that they just went through. Right. Solely and strictly my opinion, my my conjecture. I I know nothing that anybody else doesn't know. So please well, don't, don't I, send any cards yeah. or letters. Yeah, I think everyone should know that going in. These are our opinions, no one else's. We don't know anything. We're not making any claims. These are just our thoughts. I think I think the world knows that we don't know anything. Okay. I, I yeah. think the four uh, people that listen know that we don't know anything. Oh, okay. 
to That's answer true. some questions in the chat room here, um, what is in the cupboards behind me? Uh, well, on the left, his in-laws. The left are, are the eyeballs of my victims that I keep in the basement. But over here on the right is where I keep the crack, and just below that is is the crystal meth. I thought you'd keep that like closer in reach because if you put it above the refrigerator, that's way too difficult to get. It's getting. That's true. Yeah. I understand you giving him booze, but not crack. We gotta draw the line somewhere. Crack line. I don't know if you saw my mutant son. He is actually six, about six I one. I did see he Captain just, America back there. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's tall enough to get to the uh, the crack cocaine all by himself. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah. That must have been a nice day when you discovered that. You know, yeah, here's, you know, here's the crack. Little milestones. <laughs> what a proud papa. I am. Um, do, do, do. Let me continue looking at my list here. Oh, Michael Bradley completing his move to AS Rome. Well, well, good for him. You know what they I didn't Robots know. looking good these days. I, I did not know that Roma um, and Liverpool, which is being played at Fenway Park, is actually going to be on television. Yeah, that's the part of that Herbalife Challenge, isn't it? It's on, well, it's on ESPN. Uh, that was a Wednesday, it's the Wednesday the 25th? I think that's right. Wednesday the 25th. Um, and then followed up by or preceded by that other big game, uh, MLS um, All All American All Oh, the, the Chelsea the Chelsea butt whipping comes on right before that? Chelsea butt whipping will be on just after that, I think. They get Roma, Liverpool, which maybe uh, Clint Dempsey, Bradley, maybe billing there. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, all the rumors point to Clint Dempsey going to Liverpool these days. But anyway, the upshot is is that it's going to be on MLS. And the last time they had football at Fenway, which was Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon versus uh, Celtic, which was green and white hoops versus green hoops, made it very difficult to tell actually who had the ball. Um, That's genius planning right there. Really good, but and I actually saw that game at Fenway Park, and it wasn't any good at all whatsoever. So I'm hoping that it looks good on TV with the green monster in the background. Yeah. Now, have you gone to any of the you, hockey games there? It's the same setup. Uh, it's really, <laughs> really other to focus on the pitcher and the guy hitting the ball, and that's about it. Uh. It's, you can't, not a really a good seat in the house unless you're right behind the goal at, um, on the third baseline and the other out in center field. So it goes straight across the, uh, the, um, the infield, third baseline, third base to second base is all sodded over for the game. Oh. But it's not really, it's not good it's not worth at it. all. Not worth well, let's it. talk about the all-star roster real quick. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, since we're talking a little bit of international football here, is it just me because I really don't care about them in the slightest bit, or has this Rangers complete, complete dissolution happened faster than any other club that I can remember it happening to? Dropping all the way down to their fourth division? No, com- being completely dissolved, and what's in now the fourth division is a new ownership group assuming the name. Is it fourth or third? Four- I thought it was fifth, actually. It's fourth. Where the average where the average attendance is like five hundred for the rest of the teams in the league. That's insane. And Rangers average is forty three thousand. But they were com- they were completely dissolved. 
Yeah, but you know, the, they've, they've got to obviously sell everything and right. their, their creditors or their whatever. And uh, it's, it's a bad situation to be in. But, you know, yeah, Mark, I totally agree. I don't think it's ever happened that badly before. I mean, you look at the only one I can ever think of as that's had such a bad fall was Leeds. Well, look, right, but that fall was just, you know, crap management and everything else and their own bad fight. But, I mean, a complete dissolution of the team. My God. It happened in, what, six months less? Yeah. What? But I thought they were, I thought they were owned by – I thought uh, Rangers and Celtic were owned by the same people. No. No. No, no, no. Rangers – and they were completely dissolved. I mean, the season just ended, what, in May? Holy cow. Well, look at yeah, – we, we knew they were in trouble, like, what, last – January, we think we knew they were in trouble. Right. And the writing was on the wall. But to be completely dissolved, have the the name writes the name bought by a new ownership group and starting in a lower level like that. That is just, uh, I, I'm just flabbergasted at how quickly that happened. I mean, I'm not saying anything about the team, not saying anything about the ownership group. I'm just uh, at how quickly this is all transpired. And, That's all. And I'm look at say. Portsmouth, who's been into administration twice, and that continues to drag on. And they're still bobbing up and down, and who knows what's going to happen. But it, it, it's just staggering to me that it happens so quickly. I, I kind of feel for the fans. I kind of feel for the players. It's just, you know, really just a horrible thing. But like I said, I really don't follow them, so I really don't care. But I'm just astonished at how quickly it happened. That, that is amazing. I, did not, I didn't realize the, uh, that the name had been sold. I... That was my understanding from the article I read. I could have read it wrong. It was late. I just had sex with a wife. I could have been depleted mentally. I'm not sure, but I think that's what I read. Hey, Hank, and it's what's going? Yes, Mark is on the toilet, and it's R2D2 is in there with him apparently. I, I I realize there are things going on in the chat room. I'm getting texts asking me if I'm if I'm in the chat room. No, I'm not watching the chat room tonight. Put Hank in charge of that. I'm in charge. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, the uh, the chat room is all all. Of, Didn't James Watt say that once? What? I'm in charge when Reagan got shot. Yeah, maybe he did. I'm sorry, it just, just popped into my head. I don't remember why. why? Especially the name James Watt. Why would that pop into my why, head? My why God. Why you make a popped in the head joke right after a Reagan comment? That's not very nice. Oh, look how funny I am. I didn't even mean to be. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I am awesome. I think if you would have said James Brady, then that probably would have been offensive. Yeah. I, I've got to stop. Well, yeah, I work in lighting a lot, and we're always lighting from up right. high, there you, and, go. you know, from the front and the back. <laughs> I always ask people, you want the Kennedy shot or the Lincoln shot here? And people oh. get really offended, and I can't figure out why. So let's talk about the MLS All-Star game. As the Not a single Dynamo player on the roster. As, uh, as the final. Not a coach's pick, not a commissioner's pick. Sorry, I'm cutting oh, you off. We know who won't be coaching it, and that's John Spencer who got fired. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, man. Um, there are nine teams out of the 19 MLS teams, nine teams that are not being represented in the All-Star game. Dallas. New England. Houston. And Jeff, Cam- the, the Jeff Cameron is rumored to be uh, moving to Stoke City. Stoke. Where he can, you know, he plays, he'll play behind uh, Ryan Shawcross. But yeah, getting, I don't know if that's a great move. But what, but what I'm hearing is that the MLS valuation of him is a little too high. Was it $2 million that they got for him? I don't him? know. I thought it was a done deal. No, I heard that it was still being discussed. I, I'll, I will double-check to see if it's gone. 
For this is uh, where Don Garber is is you know trying desperately to hang on to yet another Houston player. The last one that went over being Stu Holden, um, and remember how hard he wooed Stu to stay here in MLS. Um, but you know when it comes down to it, there's no there's no comparison. Even if they match the money, there's no comparison. But wasn't wasn't you're... Stu on like a twenty thousand dollar a year contract when he was here? Yeah, yeah. He was playing for a song. Yeah, yeah. he was. That, those were back in the day, right? That was back in the day before they even had the new CBA, and he was just playing for you know. He was playing for stocks, right? Yeah, basically free free food at the uh, you know team dinners. Basically, what he was playing for. Uh, let's uh, let's talk. We we've, everybody knows the the starting eleven for the All Star game. Let's let's go over the remaining seven that were announced today. Uh, Seattle's Osvaldo Alonso and Eddie, and Eddie Johnson. And we gave Eddie Johnson so much grief at the start of the season. He's got eight goals in 16 games. Almost had, almost had another one today. Yep. Uh, and Kyle Beckerman getting a straight red last night. Oof. Um, Chris Pontius. Didn't, Mon- didn't Montero get put on as well? No, he did not. Chris, pa- Pon- Chris Pontius and Dan Kennedy. Yep, and then, I like uh, the Dan Kennedy pick. That's a that's a strong move. And then the uh, commissioner picked uh, the remaining MLS original Ramiro Corrales and Philadelphia and, Union defender Carlos Valdez. Valdez with the game winner last, last night. night. Yeah, in Vancouver. Nice. Yeah, Dan Kennedy. That's I think that was a no brainer of a pick. That guy's been he should standing on his head <laughs> all year. Um, Eddie Pontius, I think is a is a good. Um, Pontius will start. A good story. Um, but look at I was surprised though. I mean that that Olson didn't that he kept all the eleven. You know that that the um, fan vote brought in or whatever it was the popularity contest. Um, you know they're all yes they're all very good players but Betashore really he's I don't know it's uh, I, I don't think Betashore's right back but you know because it's such an underrated. But, but I I, I, I don't think he's the best best defender there in San Jose. Woodlard, I mean, they have plenty of other plenty of other uh, options. But Betasher, like we said last week, is an American, and yeah. could should be on the radar for the future possibly. Absolutely, they should at least get him capped. And uh, speaking of getting capped, uh, you know Ryan Mira going over to Ireland to play in the Milk Cup and. and a few days or a couple of weeks, whatever that is, I just see that as a huge, huge miss on on the United States uh, USSF. They they need to get that kid capped in the United States. I just think he's that much. I think he's that good a goalkeeper. And they need to keep him around. Is he eligible to be capped? I mean, is he is he a he's, resident? He's American. He's going to play for Ireland on, on a. Uh, on his grandfather's, uh, pass- he can get an Irish passport for that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like Greek softball. I got you. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's go. Wait, but, wait, before we leave MLS, I just got to throw no, this I, out I there. Was going, I was still staying in MLS. Go for it. Oh. Go. See, you know, if, if you have two devices next to their pull up on one, pull up a picture of Dane Richards, and on the other, the white Dane Richards, Jack Jewsbury. That's all I'm going to say. Hold on. I, saw, oh, I, I want you to I saw that tweet last night. <laughs> Seriously, they look so much alike. Do this instead. All right. 
both pictures, Jack used and both picture of the evil bunny in the movie Hoodwinked. <laughs> hoodwinked, hoodwinked. I don't know. <laughs> or Raven Rabbits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A video game. Yeah, Rabbits, but he really, I mean, I was uh, like, my God. That's, kudos to you. I saw kudos to you, sir. That's Jewsbury. Kudos to you. Uh, going back to our earlier David Beckham comments, um, David Beckham was, he's got a busy schedule here because uh, Mr. Villa's Galaxy have a July 24th friendly against Tottenham Hotspur at the Home yep. Depot Center. The very next night, the July, on July 25th, is the MLS All-Star Game. Wow. Then, uh, on July the 27th, is the opening ceremony to the Olympics. And which he's, yes. yep, in East London, which is very very near where he grew up. The games go through August the 12th. So it's very possible he could mix, miss the July 24th friendly, the All-Star Game. Depending on what they tell him he's going to be doing for the Olympics, he could miss three league games and the August 2nd World Football Championship match against Real Madrid. Yeah. He could. And unfortunately, this is what we've come to expect with David Beckham. I love the guy, Since but the last he, he's he's a world brand. I mean, there's no way around that. And, the, and, said, and I'm I'm not compl- uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just I'm I wanted to find that information to go back to make the point of this is a team that hung that hung what five six on on Portland last night. Five, yeah. And then they're going to turn around and they're going to continue. The, and they've been playing phenomenal ball. And so, at what point? Who do you replace? I mean, who who takes Beckham's spot? Who's the one that's going to take those free kicks? Who's the one that's going to that's going to make those passes? Uh, Juninho and Tarvis. Uh, they've been they've actually been stepping up their game. They they can't replace him, but they can. Uh, but they can play around it. Does it hurt your chemistry? No. And I think it's, if it's a free it's, it's kick, never, it's never hurt our chemistry. I hate to say this because it sounds bad. It's never hurt our chemistry when Beckham hasn't been there. Chemistry's never been hurt. Actual play may have suffered, but chemistry has never well, hurt. Well, okay, play, that makes sense. play on the field. So then, yeah, I'm not talking locker room. I'm it'll, not talking it'll, locker it'll room be, chemistry because it's five years. There's been Grant Wall wrote a book. All that stuff. It'll be, it, it'll, it's a different animal on the pitch. Definitely. That's what I'm talking about. Is it a lesser animal? Uh, not necessarily. It's, it's 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 a different, less flashy animal. There you go. It's got less quaff. Yeah. Instead uh, instead of the zebra zebra uh, afro, it's right. uh, zebra with a hairpiece, but it's still think, a zebra. I think. Uh, sorry, the wife's cooking and making and making bread. Is she cooking or is she burning? Yeah, I don't know what what's she's got going what's on. What's on the spoon? I don't is know. She holding. Ready. Okay. Beeping. Thank you. Um, but the uh, the thing that you know Beckham being gone, you know, Donovan will take the free kicks, and you're right. You've got Janino and Sarvis to fill in the middle. I think you guys will be fine. So, so yeah. do, you, do you, as a fan, expect more out of Robbie Keane now? Yes, I think he's shown that last couple of games. I, I I have no problem in reiterating what I said before the uh, Euro tournament that Robbie Keane was holding back so as not to get injured so he could go play for Ireland in the Euros. I still believe that's the case 100%. But now that he's come back, he's more relaxed. 
he's more eager to play wholeheartedly, I believe. So I think this is another reason for uh, the turnaround that has that has evolved in the last few weeks. Um, hey Hank, any any uh, frustration of Lee Wynn not being in the All Star discussion? I think so. I mean, the other the the big um, snub I think from New England is Sire uh, Sen, and and there's you know Nick in the chat room mentioned he can't believe that Sire Sen wasn't on the list and that Chris Pontius was was named by Ben Olson. I mean, it's obviously a little hometown favoritism there, but uh, you know the 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 only knock on Sire Sen for me is. You know, he's denying himself opportunities right now um, by holding on to the ball a little bit too long. Lee Wynn has just been everything for New England. He's, I'm frustrated he's, that Lee Wynn isn't part of the discussion. I'm frustrated that he didn't make the first ballot. I'm frustrated that he didn't get picked by Olsen or the commissioner. Yeah. I think that's a really huge, huge injustice. I mean, I th- really do. Well, hopefully, you know, he'll maybe he'll get me as an Olsen. And somebody will back out. But um, the the team, I guess the players pick for the full 32-man roster, uh, I guess that goes on sometime later this week, and the rest of the roster will be rounded out. Um, but that, yeah, it was, a, it was a big injustice, I think. He's just been so good, All, and everybody's noticed. And the fact that you know, Olsen or whatever decides not to play him, you know, I don't know. It's... Is it really all that important? I mean, the All Star Game for me has always been such a joke. It's it's nice it's nice to see, um, you know, these guys get the nod and get the play. But I remember I ran into uh, the Revolution a few years ago, um, and I saw Clint Dempsey and Taylor Twelman, and we were talking. And I asked them if they were, you know, bad that sad that they got. Uh, snubbed or though they were actually named to the all-star team but they couldn't go because they were playing shivas uh and and the coach wouldn't allow them to go so it's like yeah they were like yeah whatever it's the all-star game so i mean if the players aren't even going to take it all that seriously then i don't know why we should it's it's i think it's it's, it's just an opportunity to bring it uh it's a cash yeah it's a cash grab for an international team to come over and beat the crap out of us like man you did in houston I'd really like to see the East versus West again, to be honest. I think uh, I, I think you're right, Hank, and I think that brings more players into the discussion. Right. Right. And it's... Yeah. Players play. I don't really care about a Chelsea preseason team. I don't care about, you know, Man United if they come over here and whip our butts. They, they're going to whip our butts. It's sorry. This is a team that's been together for, you know, a couple of months during preseason and maybe even longer if they played together the season before. You're putting together 11 guys that see each other on the pitch twice a year. You know, and that's it. These guys don't play together on a regular basis. And, you know, with the exception of Kansas City, who's got somehow got three guys in there in the starting 11 this year. Uh, you know, other than that, and LA Galaxy, too, obviously. But. It's it's become a big joke. Bring back East versus West. If you bring back yeah. East versus West, there's there's the your, your Bud Selig conversation of well, there's nothing to play for because now because now the uh, championship game is determined by the team the team will host is the team with the best record that's in the game. 
Right. So, so, well, there's, yeah. so there's no well, so wait, there's no goofy little well, gimmicks they can come up with. But we're ta- what we're talking about two different things. We're talking about a cash grab is what the All Star Game is now, and what a real All Star Game should be. Gimmicks aside, the two are completely different. It should be an East versus West game, but it won't be because there's no cash involved. They can't sell TV rights to it. No one's going to want to watch there it except except the what I think thirteen percent of American. That is fan base of MLS. That, that, you know who's that's, that's no ratings juggernaut. Who's going to want to pay to, to broadcast that? I agree. So it's, it's that's a hard sell. It's what it should be. There should be more of the league players involved, but it's a hard sell. End of the day, it's a business. They got to make money. Uh, let's look at the standings real quick. Uh, Sporting KC on top of the Eastern Conference with thirty six. DC United uh, in second place with thirty three. Red Bulls. Falling into third place uh, on 32 with today's point. And uh, Chicago Fire, don't do it, Mark, at 31. The Dynamo rounding out the uh, number five spot at 25 points. But Hank's Revolution hanging there at six with 22 points. Let's now look to the Western Conference. San Jose leading the league with 40 points. Real Salt Lake second place with 36. I'm about to cut off your mic, Mark. Uh, Seattle in third place with 31. Vancouver with 30, and the Galaxy 26. And then it's Colorado Chivas, FC Dallas, Portland. Portland with 19, and they are ninth in the Western Conference. John Spencer, this is where I'm going with this finally. It's a long way to go. Stick with me. John Spencer finally out uh, in Portland. Was it too long, or was it not right at all? It was not right. I don't think it was right at all. It's not. It's it's not the coach's fault. It's the bill, and I'm not knocking the players, but the players they have do not have the ability to play together and be a world killer. They just don't. Right. A couple different players inserted, maybe that chemistry changes into a whole different animal that becomes the next San Jose. Who knows? It was not Spencer's fault. Well, in the game last night, I think we finally saw what Chris Boyd can actually do a little bit. I mean, he's had how many goals disallowed this this year? Two? That I think two. I think he said two disallowed goals that probably should have stood. Um, but And last night he had a great game. But when he came out to New England, um, he was awful. He has been just hit or miss all season. Now, if he can continue the form that he had last night and, you know, for the rest of the season, then Portland might actually start climbing a little bit in, in the uh, in the table. But, you know, I think John Spencer put a lot of um, eggs with the name Chris Boyd written on them in his proverbial basket and uh, then dropped that basket because Boyd wasn't doing anything. That was a kind of a weird, weird analogy. It's all right, though. Hey, anyway. hey Hank, let's, let's, let's go back to mine for a second. <laughs> All right. It's a long season. Right. A lot of things are going to happen. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, it wasn't Spencer's fault. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen him have the rest of the season to see what he could tinker with, do, and change to maybe make it better. Because I, I know the players loved him. So, you know, and that's tough. And now they've got their GM as their coach. He uh, said he does not want the job. He says he doesn't want the job. So you know, where's there, there's no there's a vote of no confidence right there. 
uh, the players can't be happy about or feel comfortable with. I think it was just, you know, and even Merritt Paulson, you know, when he tears up in a press conference about firing his coach, you know, what, and then he says they should have done things differently the same day. Dude, come on, get off the Prozac and give me a straight answer. What's going on? Well, apparently, according to Nick, they had fundamental differences, Paulson. Well, yeah, there were philosophical differences. Well, what does that mean? Tomato, tomato, what? I mean, yeah. you know, let's, 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 let's get the truth out there so it makes sense to the fan base because ultimately the fan base is what matters here. Right, but would the fans stop? You want to mess with either. The Portland, the Timbers Army would not have stopped coming to the games. I'm sorry. I mean, they could have ridden out the rest of the year with Spencer at the helm and tried to turn things around. And then Paulson says, okay, I gave this guy two years and I didn't make a hasty decision. And then everybody looks better at the end of it. And, you know, this, I don't know if this was a stopgap or whatever, but, it, you know, they had just beaten their arch rival Seattle. I thought that would have gotten Spencer a couple of months. But then, but then the next week they fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. So what? what? But and it just seems like every every other week we bring him, we bring up uh, Spencer. You know, some discussion of well, who's getting fired next? Right. Or how right. long till fire? You know, how long till Spencer's fired? So I mean, maybe maybe Paulson made the dis- made that. But how long ago was I saying Bruce Rio is going to get fired before before Spencer or Winter? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, things things can change. Week three, I think week week five we had to talk you off the ledge, Mark. I think it was week seven, but yeah, I was I was good up till week five. Um, let's uh, let's we can start wrapping this thing up here. Let me look at the ske- Let me look at the schedule for what we've got this week. I can tell you what's happening Saturday. Yes, go. I know what you do, Hank. Tell us. Saturday at Gillette Stadium is the uh, annual uh, New England Revolution Supporters Group Cup, where uh, we all get together and we all do something with a cup. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but we we actually play a soccer game. It's for charity. It's the Midnight Riders versus the New England Rebellion, and uh, all the proceeds, at least the money raised from the Midnight Riders section, will be going to uh, thinktaylor.org. So to help uh, promote concussion awareness, etc. And anybody can come to watch. It's only ten dollars to watch. All the, like I said, all the stuff goes to charity, and uh, you'll get to see me play. Hey, hey, so yes, sir. What which team is Steve Store playing for? Ooh, I don't know if he's actually playing. Oh, okay. Because I was going to bet opposite, but okay. Yeah, play against Steve Store. You'd want to bet opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have video of it. Actually, they good. They good. Oh, I have pictures of Steve Store. Yeah, yeah, not the strongest player, but he was a football player growing up. So I, you know, you can't can't for that. I guess. Yeah, I actually have a good French phrase about Steve Store. We'll tell sometime. But it's a visual. I have to be on Skype camera. All right, then we'll okay. Then I will hold you to that. The next time you're, we have you uh, video in. Next Sunday, I'll be in Vegas. We'll do it then. What are you doing in Vegas? There you go. Uh, uh, my wife bought a timeshare trip thing for four days for $75, the Hilton, and we have to use it before December, but she goes into the football schedule starting middle of next month, so we got to use it in the middle of the summer. I don't know that my reaction would be like, oh, i got to go to Vegas for four days for $75. My, yeah, you know, my wife. I'm just, 
I don't like the heat. Yeah, I would have rather have gone back in the early spring when it was kind of cool, but we couldn't because of the NFL and her schedule with the NFL. But we're going to go this weekend. We're going to have fun, lay out by the pool, go get some, go eat a craft steak. Or she's going to eat a craft steak. I'm going to drool. You know, things like that. So anyway, anyway, we'll do it in Vegas next weekend. Uh, so, Hank, it's 10 bucks to get in. All money goes to thinktaylor.org. Yes, sir. And, uh, okay, cool. And it's at Gillette. Go on to, Mark, you've got uh, something along those lines as well, right? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a piece about some uh, concussion uh, detection advancements. Uh, I can't really say too much till I get formal approval from my source. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about it next week. I'll have everything wrapped up by next week. And hopefully we'll have some input from Mr. Twelman, hopefully from Mr. Eskandarian as well. Talk about some concussion symptoms and some uh, things that happen post-concussion. Is that article going up on our website or somewhere else? Uh, it'll be going up on our website. It'll be going up on my blog first and then on our, then on our website. On Afternoon Nap? Uh, you'll be on the afternoon now. Let's very quickly run down the schedule for this week. Yeah. And I'm yes. only going to cover. Guys, I'm sorry. I have to go. I have a stage move I have to Oh, make. yeah, you do. Okay. I love you all. I'll talk to you soon. I'll give you a call this bye week. Bye-bye. Later, big fella. So what do we got going on the rest of the week? What? Me, everybody. There you go. There you go. Um, you guy, New England hosts Montreal. Trip to Montreal. Oh, you go to ever. Montreal, excuse me. It's our first meeting against Montreal, the first of three. We're going to play Montreal the rest of the season, apparently. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it should be interesting. I've never been to Stade Saputo. Um, don't know what it's all about, but it should be fun. Valerie raves about it and he wants to go back. I would love to go, actually. I'm not going to make it up for this round. I'm going to go uh, in October when it's a weekend game. Wednesday night game is just not good with a work schedule, you know what I mean? People need their crack. Then on Saturday, sporting you, uh, the uh, team heads to Sporting KC. Thoughts there? Ouch. Ouch. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, we... You know, we uh, Used to, used to own, own Kansas, Kansas City in Kansas City. City. What's, going What's going on with my feed there? It's weird. Anyway, but anyway, the, yeah, the uh, the, the open cup, open cup qualifier, qualifier, I guess, last year, last year when we we played, we played against them in Kansas, Kansas City, City, they and they just started really coming alive right then and there. And since then, they've really been. That was when they got their mojo together, shall we say? I'm not looking forward to going to Kansas City and losing, but. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things you just have to say. Well, if, you know, maybe on our best day, they've proven that they can be vulnerable this year. They've lost to some suspect teams, and uh, New England is playing better. You know, last night was standing. They, they let in an early goal, and then Toronto was able to bunker in and play. You know, ninety minutes basically of uh, keep the ball um, out of our end, but or keep the ball out of the net, I should say, because. New England, was, New England was on the all night long, and we've seen and we've and seen was, Kansas City struggle uh, in yep. periods. So, um, Mark's uh, beloved LA Galaxy head to Vancouver on Wednesday, and then the uh, Super Classico against Chivas next Saturday, which is your Telefutura game. Um, nope. do, do, do FC Dallas will be at San Jose Wednesday. That's your NBC Sports game. I would take another 0-0 draw since the last time they met uh, two weeks ago. And then next Saturday, Portland is in town here at Frisco. Um, I I would 
Like hope. I hope I mean, we end up with three points there. You know, you know, it's it's. It would be, be sad to think that you, know, you couldn't do that. With, you, you guys are coming around, I think, and you'll, and you'll have a good, a good second half. half. I just hope, I just hope the damage hasn't been done so much. It would be nice to see you guys put a run together. Yeah, or maybe fifth playoff spot. That's kind of the hope there. Then international teams are here starting on Wednesday as Chelsea visits Seattle, that game on ESPN2. Next Saturday, Liverpool visits Toronto FC, that game on Fox. Curious to see how Fox handles that. Uh, next Sunday, Chelsea and PSG, the World Football Challenge from Yankee Stadium. That will be on Fox Soccer, TSN, Univision, and RDS2. And then after that, you know, we'll talk about this probably a little more next week, but the uh, All-Star game, Chelsea against the MLS All-Stars, probably sans uh, the Swashbuckler, which I think is one of the greatest nicknames ever. Not that I coined it. Uh, on Wednesday the 25th. That's the All-Star game. game. Yeah. Your audio just, just cut out. Yes, it did. But, but. Are there, are there anyway. any, any teams that are coming over here that you're like, oh, you know what, I, I would like to watch that game. I, I'd watch that broadcast, or I'm willing to maybe drive into Boston to see, or I'd drive to New York to see Roma, or any anybody you're just like, oh, okay. Because here in Dallas, we get Leon. Right. In right. August, and I don't care to go see it. There is a, there is a game at stadium, Gillette Stadium. Um, AC Milan is going to be playing uh, the Honduran side, side, Olympia, um, champions, champions of the Honduran League, I believe. And, and they, were they were supposed to play this uh, Brazilian team called Cruzeiro, but Cruzeiro had a game already scheduled the day after. They tried to reschedule that game, but they couldn't, so... Um, they had to bow, they had to bow out. out. So it's Milan, Milan versus Olympia. Olympia. It's a kind of a double a header with the Revolution playing. playing uh, I can't remember who they're playing on the fourth, but it's, uh, it's uh, it should be a fun event. I'm actually excited to see that game. The one thing I don't get, I really don't get, is why um, Gillette Stadium or the Kraft family or whoever has not reached out to. Uh, Fenway Sports Group and say, look, we know you guys want the revenue of Fenway, but you guys can sell twice as many tickets to see Liverpool versus Roma at Gillette Stadium. And we'll let you guys sell as many tickets as you want, charge for parking, just give us the beer money and go from there. You know, And they'd make a killing. Sporting KC is who you host that day, by the way. Oh, thank you. But yeah, so I don't understand why we're not Taking advantage, taking advantage of why there's, you know, why there's this animosity here. You know, football you know, at Fenway, Fenway being what it is, I've seen it, I sat through it, and it, I can tell everybody that it was awful. If you bought tickets to go see a soccer game at Fenway Park, you wasted your money. Is There are only like 17 good seats in the entire house. And four of those are obstructed. At least. At least. At least. So, but, you know, so your, your pick for international team coming over is uh, AC Milan, even though they've now virtually given away Ibra every, and every, uh, Thiago? Yep. I mean, they're a big name. They're a big draw. I think there's still a lot of ton of uh, Milan fans here. When We had Milan versus Inter here a couple of years ago, and I saw that game. It was a lot of fun. But uh, it was it was uh, it sold out at Gillette Stadium. So... 
you know, you have yeah, 70,000 people and they're screaming in Italian. In Italian. <laughs> Not, bad. Not bad. I think if I if I had to pick a game, uh, it would be uh, Real Madrid Celtic Saturday, August the 11th at the Link in Philly. That, that sounds like good. a pretty good game, but, I'm not, but I'm not about to drive to Philadelphia. No, I'll watch it, but I. But if I, if I there was one to pick where I, if I would be willing to maybe venture to, I'd like to see that. Um, but well, it's Celtic here in the states, here in the states too, too. and uh, it's a big, it's a big, big club, big club and a lot of fans here. And I think that might be a good draw. Uh, I'm gonna do the plug real quick. You need to get a towel. I'm a little. I'm a little wet. You're a little sweaty. Damp. Damp. It's hot, it's hot in here. You want to you want to you want to stay for the plugs? Or you want to take off now? Give your give your plug for your uh, for your game one more time. Oh, we, got, we got the uh, supporters cup this Saturday, this Saturday at Gillette Stadium, six o'clock. Tickets, tickets are available at the door. Ten dollars to get in. All the proceeds, All the proceeds go to, go to uh, thinktaylor.org and the New England Revolution Charitable Foundation and uh, some other organization. But it's all going to charity, so it's going to be a lot of fun. You'll get to go see me make a fool out of myself. I um, also want to plug my new podcast, the All American Soccer Podcast, um, which I do with a guy named Abram Chamberlain, and uh, we do that. You're supposed to be recording that later tonight. If the temperature drops, I will record that. Uh, is there a, a Twitter or a URL for people to find that, or do they need to search it on Twitter? And how, and how do I plug it from now on? There you go. Twitter, at AA Soccer Pod. So, no, Nick, it doesn't stand for Alcoholics Anonymous Soccer Pod. But if you wanted Irony, as much as you drink on this show. The... You can, you can find us also at, us also at uh, allamericansoccer.blogspot.com, and we're also on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Very nice. So, and also check out the, the midnightride.us at TMR Podcast. Go. And uh, Hank Alexander coming to us from Boston, everybody. Much. Always a pleasure. Get out of here. All right, man. All right, All right man. Have a good You too. All right. So now you're stuck with me. Let's uh, let's do the plugs real quick. Let's get everybody get out of here. You can follow me at Twitter underscore dumb. You can follow Sarah at Hall Bird. Follow Mark at SC underscore Beaner Lights. That's L I T E S. Be forewarned, you must have a sense of humor to follow him. You can follow Hank at Hisco Five. Also, his podcast, The Midnight Ride, as we just mentioned, and his uh, All American podcast. Chris. Uh, Chris, you can follow at Chris J. Ballard. You can listen to him on Around the League at ATLCSRN or CSRNUSA.com. You can find Hank and Chris's podcasts here on iTunes as well. Follow the show at Top of the Table TV, and everything is on Top of the Table TV on our website. As soon as Mark's uh, concussion uh, concussion article is ready, we'll have that posted uh, as well. I want to again say thank you to Jeff Katz again, all the people at Geek Week. Let's go on here. Thank you to uh, all of you that uh, come in and join us in the chat room, download the, download the uh, show to us through iTunes. We appreciate the uh, hour or so you give us every week, and uh, we really do appreciate it. I'm Brian Bentley. This has been Top of the Table. We will see you next week. <laughs>